Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and as always, it is such a pleasure to be here with you all today. Today on the podcast, we are talking to a very special guest. We are talking to Susie Emily, who is one of my amazing clients. And today we're talking with her all about her journey with sound. Susie is a sound healer. And so she's going to be explaining to us what sound healing actually is, including what a sound bath is, for those of you who don't know what that is why sound matters, and how you can use sound to connect with your inner voice and also to find and free your own voice. I'm really, really excited for you to hear this conversation. It was absolutely fascinating. We're also talking about Susie's journey through becoming aware of a belief that my business is not valid, that her mind programming held, and how shifting this belief to my business is valid has been playing out for her. This is a really, 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 really useful conversation, everybody, because we really dive into why shifting beliefs is not a one and done experience. We talk about how Susie is still in that process of exploring what that belief actually meant and what it means for her as she shifts it in this place of awareness. This is a really, really great conversation because I know so many of you also have mindset beliefs that you see come up again and again and again. And this happens for me as well. And it's a totally normal thing. We don't, we can't expect that programs we've held since we were children or for some of us that we came into this world with can be shifted just once, right? They are usually things that shift over a time because it's a new neural pathway that's being created and we've got to keep feeding the new neural pathway, making it stronger and stronger, just like a muscle. And so that it becomes a habitual way of thinking. So this conversation is going to be super useful. I can't wait for you to hear what Susie has experienced with this particular aspect of her business. And we also dive into why Susie has loved being a part of the holistic business, Mistress Mind. She has joined us for a second season. I've loved working with Susie and she is a really uh, great person to speak to because she has worked with other business coaches in the past. She has business experience. And so today she touches on why she chose to join the Holistic Business Mistress Mind and what she really loves about working with both myself and also, of course, in the Mistress Mind container. So everybody enjoy today's episode and I also have an announcement for you and that is that we are running Holistic Business Month from the 1st of November. Holistic Business Month is a month full of free events, masterclasses, trainings and workshops to support you to grow your business and to take care of you as the beautiful human being behind your business. I run this one to two times a year. I don't know if I'll run it again in the future. I might, I might not. I'm a manifesting generator, so I like to leave a lot of freedom there. 
This event takes so much of our time and energy. We put so much love into it. It is jam-packed full with value. You will learn some incredibly useful things for your business as well as the rest of your life. So I personally deliver a number of trainings taking you through my holistic business framework, which you can apply to your business and it allows you to approach your business holistically, which means sustainably, so that you can actually be in business for the long term and create the best results uh, for you and your business. In addition, I'm running three masterclasses that will support you um, for validating an offer in your business, for growing your business uh, to 100K and also to scaling your business to multiple six figures. All of the details will be provided as soon as you sign up. You can do that at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash holistic business month. And we also have a an amazing squad of um, other coaches and healers who are delivering workshops to support you, not only for business, but also the rest of your life so that you can really take care of you. It's so important that we look after ourselves. This is the number one way to create a sustainable business. And we do this in the holistic business community, which means that you're going to be connected with other coaches, healers, and holistic business owners who all believe in this way of doing business, which is caring for you as the business owner, as well as serving, leading, and creating in your area, which is your zone of genius. So make sure you register. Even if you're already in the holistic business community, you've got to register because that's where all the details for all of the events are, as well as all the other amazing resources that we'll be sending through this experience. So the 1st of November, that's when we start. Make sure you sign up today. If you've got any friends that you know would love to join us, uh, please pass the details on. The more the merrier. And we want everybody uh, to have access to this who really wants to grow and lead a business that is both sustainable, holistic and allows you to thrive financially, spiritually, creatively, mentally, emotionally, and physically. All right, my beautiful friends, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Susie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Leticia. Thank you so much for having me. That's so funny. As I said, Susie, my Siri came up and was like, hey, Siri, blah, 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 blah. I won't say the words again because she'll pop up again. (laughs) (laughs) So Susie, tell us a little bit about you and your business. Um, Okay. Um, I'm not going to (laughs) use to not confuse the person in the computer on your side. Um, No, but I'm Susie. I'm originally um, from Germany. I am traveling a lot and I now spend most of my time as well in the U.S. uh, with my partner. And I am a lot of things as a manifesting generator. We love to be a lot of things. But I am right now in this phase of my life. I am mainly a sound healer and then a voice facilitator, meditation teacher, coach, mentor and cat lover of all things cat (laughs) cats are the best you heard it here first (laughs) I love it and tell everybody where you are right now as we record um I am right now in Sayulita Mexico and um yeah it's uh very hot and humid and um yeah but it's a, a very fun interesting place I love it 
Awesome. So, okay, Susie, I love how you've introduced yourself with being a sound healer, meditation teacher, mentor, coach, like all of these things, a traveler. And as we can all see, this is like a total MG. <laughs> and I think that's really <laughs> awesome for everybody to see that. So the I would love for you to let us all know a bit more about sound healing, um, sound healing. And when I think of sound healing, everybody, I think of Susie. So <laughs> she is the perfect person to introduce us to what sound healing actually is. And I'd also love you, Susie, to talk about how sound healing actually came into your life. Tell us that story around that too. Um, yeah, of course, like sound healing is like a very broad field, but um, sound healing in general, you can, in the simplest way, it's, it's literally listening to music or listening to mm. sound. Um, and in a more holistic sense, maybe it's more that sound healing created by either way sound healing instruments the human voice by the surroundings of you can actually affect and synchronize your brain waves um, to achieve like profound states of relaxation or restore normal like normal like functions in your body and there's like a vibratory frequency of the cells in your body that is um, affected by sound also talking about sound as we're in Mexico, there's a lot of sounds outside. So um, <laughs> if you hear that, that's part of it. <laughs> as we say in a sound bath as well, like if you hear some sound that is usually disturbing you, just try to integrate it. Mm. Right now I hear somebody knocking things and I think the water truck is outside. So we're not <laughs> angry because we need the water. <laughs> but yeah, so sound healing in general is um, a way on how to synchronize like mm. the cells in your body. So I always love the analogy that I think comes from one of my um, sound healing teachers, Jonathan Goldman, um, about the body being an orchestra. Mm. And like, if if you envision the part before the orchestra is like tuning in and everybody's like kind of playing a little bit maybe out of tune, but then at the end, they all come to, oh, I get goosebumps when talk about this. <laughs> but then in the end, they all get like, the same sound and they're on the same wavelength kind of frequency mm. sound wise. And you can envision that, for example, in your body, um, some of your organs or that are part of the orchestra would be out of alignment or have some kind of sickness um, or dis-ease. Um, and then um, by creating a soundscape through sound healing instruments, music, the voice, um, you could bring them back into harmony and that mm. harmony then can create as well, like an actual effect on your physical body. Oh, that is I actually love proven by science. <laughs> yeah. And actually the word that I was thinking as you were saying that was harmonize. And then you said it brings yeah. everything into harmony. It's, yeah, it's so beautiful when that moment, when you've got a group of people singing, like, I don't know, acapella or whatever, and that moment that they find that harmony together is so beautiful and special. And if you've, if anyone's ever, you know, sang with other people before and had that moment where it all clicks, it's, it's really a felt experience. Yeah. Um. What you were uh, talking about is actually called as well entrainment. And it mm. actually happens with a lot of things. And it's like the ability of one object to like affect another object. So in that sense, that works with people in a choir. But um, they actually found out about this 
I don't remember the name of the guy anymore, but they found out about it because this guy had like this sh- shop full of grandma clocks, grandmother clocks, you know, like mm-hmm. the ones that are, have like the pendulum. And like he would start them in the evening and they would be in a random pattern. And in the morning he would come in and they would all swing in the same way. And that um, is actually also happening in our body um, from the cells to people to everything. So we're entrained by that. Wow. And well, that's what happens with um, the menstrual cycle. You know, when you're around a group of people physically, often we all sync up. Yes, totally. Yeah. It's it's very funny. I am synced up with a lot of my friends because of that as well, even though across the globe, it's very interesting. So there's no like separation. That's so cool. So how did sound healing come into your life? so in a broader uh, sense sound has always been a part of my life because I started singing in choir or like chorus I think you call it um when I was a very young child like Mm -hmm. when I was six or something and but um so it was always kind of like in my field but there was like a lot of then you know like layers of things coming on top of it uh, that kind of made me stop later when there was no, you know, like in school or something, if there wasn't any um, choir and especially in, in normal daily life, it kind of like when I started working, it kind of went away. But then um, when like sound itself kind of found me back again was I um, the first kind of time it came back was like, in 2018 when I was in Bali Mm -hmm. because I had this like intense block in my solar plexus um, area which body-wise is the diaphragm which is also where singing comes from right so um, there was like an intense kind of pain and back then I wasn't um, like so well like well-versed already in holistic things but I knew something was up and somebody a healer told me there's a block in your solar plexus and and kind of like blocked me from singing. I I like I wasn't able to like, you know, how do you call that? Like find the pitch anymore. So I couldn't mm-hmm. hold a note. And um, I noticed that at that point that I wasn't able to sing anymore. And that kind of brought my journey into from like needing the sound healing myself to then um, going on the journey of like, um, uh, training with a lot of amazing people for sound um, and going more and more into it, but it was still something very private to me. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> then when that's where Letitia and I actually met before I knew about her, but um, we met through um, Jess Lively's in a voice facilitator training in the beat around. And my inner voice was very, as you can tell, inner voice voice mm-hmm. <laughs> sound um, a lot of people always think that comes together but it's just for me it comes together mm-hmm. um that in that moment um I I had this like I had an intense um reaction of my inner voice being like yeah you need to sing and you need to release this one um block you have there by making sound and it was in front of 30 other people on a zoom call and um in the middle of 
the night almost. And I was like, ah, like, I don't want to, but I, I know it's important. And I did like let the sound out and it reacted like this ripple effect. And like the comment section blew up and everybody was like, oh my God, what was that? This like hit me in my heart. And, um, and then after that, like being a, you know, voice facilitator myself, like other inner voices of my clients would always come and tell me to do sound. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> if the inside in the outsider talking about it, I, I guess I, I am on the path to letting this also be part of my work. And um, yeah, since then I've also took it from a private thing to a public thing, let's say, mm-hmm. in, in, including in my work and, um, yeah, it's been very fulfilling and as an MG thinking that you never know what you're here to be. It was very happy to have these moments where you get these like senses of like, wow, this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like struggling with this forever. I was always like, yeah, no, no, that's not mine. And that's not mine. And for a while I gave up and was like, oh, I have nothing. That is one my one thing. Mm-hmm. And it um, doesn't always have to be, but at least in that sense right now this is like what I'm supposed to be sharing with others as well I love that you ended with that that this is like my one thing for now because I think this is the big lesson for all of us MGs it's to like really allow ourselves to immerse ourselves in whatever is feeling like we're really feeling called to and lit up by now knowing that we don't have to commit to this for the rest of our life it's cool like we're going to change that's for sure (laughs) and we can evolve with that there's so much freedom there so when we go I want to know let's go back to Mm -hmm. your how sound came into your life where did you with your crystal balls come into your life? And can you tell us a little bit more about like why they're so special? Um, sure. Um, I, um, so maybe we have to explain first what a crystal singing bowl is, but yes. um, so um, sound healing instruments come in all shapes and forms. Um, they can be very like regular instruments, you know, like guitar or drums. and then. They can also be some specific ones. And um, for example, a lot of people know like Tibetan singing bowls who are like made out of metal or gold. They see them a lot. Like, And then crystal singing bowls are um, also singing bowls, but they're made out of crystal. And so there's different sh- shapes and forms of that as well. But the ones that I work with are alchemy crystal singing bowls. So that means they are made out of 99.9% clear crystal quartz. Mm. And then they have added elements. And so, um, and like, that's like precious gemstones or rare minerals that are in there. And so, for example, I have some with gold. I have some with amethyst. I have some with turquoise. I have some um, that have like some added like I have one that has an added air element. So there's like little bubbles in it. And like, so they're very special and they are, it's very fun because the, the company who does them calls it, um, they're burst, not that they're made. So they like put all the ingredients in it. They heat it up to 4,000 Fahrenheit or something. And then they don't know what note 
the bowl will have when it comes out. But so that's why it's burst. So it comes out and then it might have the note of C sharp or um, a B plus. That's so cool. I love that so much. I, I guess like <laughs> when we think about, you know, I love to talk about birthing our businesses and I'm yeah. just thinking like if we took that approach with our businesses, that would probably free up the process for a lot of people because I think part of what limits us is we our mind wants to know like what's the note going to be of the business? Like what's it going to mm. look like? What's the offer going to be, et cetera. But as we know on our business journeys, like that stuff is like drip fed <laughs> one step at a time <laughs> as all of our inner voices keep telling us. And yeah, so I love that idea. I, I, I never thought about it like that, but it, it's, so that's so beautiful. So when you connected with your singing bowls, did, did you like, how does one pick a crystal singing okay. bowl for themselves? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I also want to say I love like it really clicked as well for me right now when you when you brought that connection. It makes so much sense. It's very true because mm-hmm. a lot of times you don't really know how your business is going to look like. And it's like like children, you know, you don't like, know yes. how it's going to look like or they're going to act as well. So, yeah. So I have a fun story how I came to my sound bowls as well. So I've been following some people who are having alchemy crystal swinging bowls online. And um, I was like very much like, oh, they're so cool. But my mind was like very limiting. Um, It was like, yeah, like, but they're always like over there. They're like the ones I have are in the U.S. made. And uh, that was uh, in 2020. And we all know (laughs) (laughs) I was in. I was in Germany, so I was far away. And um, what was it before? No, it was 2020. Wow. I feel like I had them for so much longer. They are like really my babies, but I guess I only had them since 2020. Um, And But then like one morning or something, I wake up and my inner voice is like, you haven't even checked if there are, if there is someone who's like having, selling them in Germany. And then I'm like, oh yeah, right. So I look it up and of course the one of the distributors sits in Munich, which where I am. <laughs> and um, I already kind of like crossed ways with her online. And so I was like setting up an appointment for to see them with her. And um, like it was very in a voice let So in the morning um, of the day where we have the appointment, I wake up and my inner voice says ocean gold. And I'm like, what's ocean gold? I don't know what ocean gold is. What do you want to tell me with ocean gold? Mm-hmm. And there was no more information. It was more like, you know, we'll find out. And so I'll go to the appointment with the wonderful Irina. And um, she's like, okay, what are you like? She's a very intuitive person as well. So she, the process of getting in crystal singing ball could be on a lot of different ways. But I would say the like, you know, the way that works best for me was to be very intuitive with it and then from there you can add the music theory Mm. so I um I had this like thing and I was like I know this might sound a bit crazy but do you know what ocean gold is and she like smiles turns around says this is ocean gold (laughs) and like points to a bowl and she's like and this is ocean gold and this is ocean gold and like there's like all these bowls who have ocean gold in them wow wow (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God. So I immediately knew like the first one she picked, like, it was so funny. She pointed to this one 
it's like a pink ball I was like I don't want a pink ball back then I was like very like against pink which is very funny because now I have like half half my stuff is kind of pink now everything is kind of like de- decorated around the balls but um it was like yeah it, this is ocean gold and we played it and it was like there's so much about samples but I'm trying to like okay so it was like a pink shiny shimmery uh ball is a c sharp which uh refers to the root chakra but the pink also obviously is kind of like love and <clears throat> it has white light angel ocean gold in it so there's also parts of uh, the angel realm mm-hmm. in it and so um it was just like a m- magical moment and then we were like okay this is wonderful i but i felt like i wanted to have three and you can only play with one but like if they say like if you want to work with it and well like three is a good number to start with i have some friends who have like 10 20 it's like <laughs> <laughs> some at some point people get addicted to having a lot like a variety of of sound and beauty and so and then like i said so the first pick was intuitive but then we went to music theory because i think that is important because a lot of people always say that my set is so amazing and it is partly because it is perfectly um tuned in music theory so mm. um i didn't even really have so much music theory background because even when i was singing since i was 6 i still can't like now i can more but i could not read notes like sheet mm. music yeah um and it just didn't get to me and i just intuitively sang and played music Wow. Um, but uh, I know, <laughs> uh, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, I, it's like, it, it didn't work, but a lot of people are like, oh, you need to, you know, like you need to know how to reach sheet music to be a musician, but you don't, mm. you heard it here first. <laughs> um, awesome. um, so, and then we had like, her name is grandma now. She gave her name that herself, you know? Um, yep. so we had, we had grandma and then we picked another one that is bluey who is a very beautiful turquoise um bowl it's like pure turquoise nothing else she's she's like the reliable you know one because she's like (laughs) a heart chakra she only has one element she's she's like like it's funny i call her she but her name's bluey but i i feel like so a lot of my (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're non-binary in my bowl. Um, <laughs> besides of grandma, who's kind of like obviously maybe a maternal figure, but I'm just looking at them right now. Um, yeah, no, so it's a it's a um a heart chakra, it's an F sharp, mm-hmm. um, which in music theory, I won't bore people with music theory too much, but uh this is a fourth and a fifth. So my balls are perfectly in in music theory. So that's mm-hmm. why they're f- feeling so comfort like comfortable for people. And then I had those two, but the third wouldn't fit. And we let it go and we only had the two. I had two for a while. And um, Irina would always call me up if she would have a ball that would she, that would fit into my set. Um, we had another one that would have fit perfectly, but it was giving me a very interesting feeling inside. It wasn't like, mm. so it wasn't the right. And then um a few months later she's like oh like 
my boy, like her boyfriend has this one bowl that's very special and everybody always wants to like buy it from him. And she's like, I got one that is very similar to his bowl. It would fit perfectly in your set. I don't want to have too much high hopes, but I wanted to offer it to you first because I know it's mm -hmm. like, like the showstopper. And, um, and then that was, of course, our rock star in our set. <laughs> Smoky. Smoky and everybody who's been to a sound bath with me before knows Smoky already. And um, uh, yeah, so uh, Smoky is uh, also a magical combination of amethyst, gold, mm. white light, angel, and the um, air element added. Um, <clears throat> he's the smallest ball of them all, but he's a throat chakra ball. And I guess that's why mm. it took a while because I needed him to show up a bit later um to also help me with my voice to to come out and now I also sing with them so that is so beautiful and I love how yeah. your gateway has always been through your voice yes <clears throat> I had to work a lot on myself to realize that my voice is very important um, it's interesting. I can now say that without any fear, but before that, mm. it was very intense to to feel that or say that, and in, not in the sense of like, yes, no, I will no, I will stop that because <laughs> 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 it is in the sense of like it is important. Um, everybody's voice is important, yeah. but we always think that um, it's not, and mm. especially if a lot of us, either way, grew up with like as I did, you talk too much. Mm -hmm. um, what you say is not important, especially as a female, like yeah. the, uh, um, it's real about how we're like toned down a lot, but um, mm -hmm. I get a lot of feedback now, uh, always that people really enjoy my work, my oh, <laughs> Freud, Freud and slip. They enjoy my work, but yes, they also enjoy <laughs> my voice. I wanted to say, um, and um, that it's important to, because the point that is important here to say, even though I sang in choir since I was like six years old, um, my my whole thing was always like, oh yeah, you can't be an artist, you can't be singing if you're not Beyonce, you know? Mm. And uh, that's the beautiful part about sound healing. Um, it doesn't judge your voice. Even mm. if I would sing very, for like other people's ears, terrible, there is still a sound healing effect to it because the human voice is still the most powerful sound healing instrument of them all. Oh, wow. That is so cool. And also like we're all meant to sing, like we have the ability to yes. do it. It's like, so why not use it? You know, I do this as well and I try to catch myself when I do it, but I like we have this belief that only if you're a good singer, should you sing? And yeah. it's not, not true. Like, all no. of us are meant to use our voice. And that's what I really enjoyed uh, chanting, getting like finding yeah. some chants and using that to start actually as my gateway into singing because it's mm -hmm. kind of feels a little safer for the mind. It's easier. You're just saying the same things like over and over and over and it starts to free up the voice. And it's amazing when you do that, the impact that then has in business when it comes to sharing your work and being seen. and. Yeah showing up in a more like confident and authentic way yes very true 
Um, and also, I just reread my notes um, recently from some of my trainings, and I had this like very amazing um, thing I wrote down from one of my teachers, Dave Stringer, and he said, only in the 20th century we started we changed from making music to enjoy it to only consuming it. So mm-hmm. before that you needed to make music to experience music, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so you had to sing and play to experience sound. And then we just turn into this like very passive version of like just listening to it, which may, which is still has an effect, but the effect is even higher for yourself to use your own instrument that is inside of you to like (sighs) actually make music. Wow, that is so cool. And and also because then you're really embodying and experiencing, like you're co-creating the music. And I, I just yes. feel like if we think about this in terms of the rest of our life or even our businesses, you know, we can sit there and we can read about like what to do and how to, um, we can watch TV and watch other people doing it, but none of that is yeah. going to give us the same experience as when we're actually doing the thing ourselves yes so true so true and I I like I don't let anybody slide anymore with like when they say to me like I can't sing like nope I'm not taking that (laughs) anymore you know because everybody can sing and of course maybe there's people out there who like do not agree with me in a sense, but then it's maybe because they're seeing in a different way. What I mean mm-hmm. when I say everybody can sing, everybody besides of maybe if there's an incapability physically in it, because, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, but um, everybody can sing. And like to use your own voice, no matter how it sounds, will have an amazing effect on you. And then it will also grow. So like trust in someone who's been singing their whole life. And then all of a sudden around my thirties, I couldn't sing anymore. You know, it's like physically, like there was a physical block on it that came from an emotional block. And as soon as that emotional block was released, the physical came back as well. And that also means now I have to like warm up and like, I have to like, you know, practice and and sometimes the sound that comes out isn't like the right tone, but that's okay because mm. I'm still doing it, you know? Oh, I love this. You're getting me excited to get some singing <laughs> lessons and start really warming up yeah. my own instrument. That's a, I, that's beautiful. I've never, ever thought about it as like this is your, this is your instrument, your voice. That's incredible. I love that. Oh, my gosh. So Susie, I know that for Liz, we've we've witnessed and well I've observed how <laughs> using the sound like as in your bowls with mm-hmm. um, some of your clients has actually helped them to connect to their inner voice when maybe they've had some difficulty hearing from their inner voice. Like, why do mm-hmm. you think that helps? Um, I th- I think it helps because um, it brings you into your body and out of your mind and therefore closer to your inner voice. And as we know from our work as inner voice facilitators, um, the inner voice is in your body in a sense, you know, like, Mm -hmm. of course we could go in a different like direct, but it is in your body. Let's just say that that's what I believe in. Um, So it's in your body and um, it's separate, but friends with your mind. You know, I'm one of these inner voice facilities who's very 
like persistent on realizing that we're like again we're like an orchestra you know the mind is part of the orchestra so we don't want to exclude it it mm -hmm. so it can be there as well but um so there are like there but like let's say oh this just came to me <laughs> so let's say we're envisioning we're in this orchestra and the mind is there but the mind is like a very loud instrument and it's just like bah, 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 you know <laughs> and then the inner voice is like a very quiet maybe little violin and it's like I'm sitting here and I can't really like <laughs> nobody hears me but I'm here I'm I'm good mm. and then when we like have the sound balls coming in that analogy like maybe the mind has to like oh realize oh there's the other people as well maybe I have to be play a bit more quiet and then the inner voice as like an um you know, is it if we just take the analogy of it being a violin, the inner voice can be like also the first violin being very loud and prominent, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's possible for, for all of them to coexist in that orchestra. And by people who have like a very loud beep, 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 uh, mind, <laughs> um, they can like kind of calm down through the um sound healing as well something I want to share which is like a, a bit of a sciencey part of that mm -hmm. is as well um the mind predicts what comes next in music so if you listen to something that you know uh, for a long time a song from whatever the Beatles your mind will predict what's the next note and uh, because it kind of knows how music works Mm -hmm. But sound healing with the bowls, the, the mind can't figure out what the next sound will be that comes and at some point just gives up. Mm. Um, so predicting, you know, it doesn't give up fully, but it's like gives up predicting. And so then what, that it's more like smoother sailing from there. So mm -hmm. because and that's kind of like they tested it. It's supposed to be like after 20 minutes or something, you know, your mind is like, OK, I just finally relax you know mm -hmm. and um because I'm I'm always saying in front before my sound bath uh it can be that it's not a fun experience and all flowy and nice because mm -hmm. your mind is like rebelling against it or there's so much going on in your mind that it's just running wild and and certain sound healers play certain ways I've been to sound baths before where my mind was like super active but mm -hmm. maybe that's also what they want to achieve they want to have like that very like pew, focused mind uh, energy and my sound bath energies are more like very relaxed very loving like calm down um grounding because that's what I need so that's what mm -hmm. comes out um but yeah I love that and actually can you just explain quickly what a sound bath actually is for anyone who may not have been to one before sure um <clears throat> So in general, a sound bath um, is um, people like either way online or offline come together, they lay down, it's very comfortable. A lot of times, sometimes sound baths are played in the Shavasana part for yoga or um, they do a whole concert themselves. Um, it's a lot of variety possible, but literally you have to do nothing as the participant. You just lay <laughs> down. And you listen and you let the sound wash over you and maybe you go to a different realm. Maybe you just feel very grounded. Maybe your mind is very active 
Maybe you have body sensations. Maybe you feel like you want to sing, you want to scream, you want to cry. Um, all of that is possible. And um, if you go to a sound bath with me, um, I always like to incorporate also a little bit of like, I have um, this cute uh, tarot card set. It's the magical cat. So I'm a cat lady. So I like to, even if I have, don't have the cats around me, um, have the cat tarot. We pull some cards. Um, we do an inner voice meditation. We connect to our inner voices and then we listen to the sound bath and relax. So there's actually, even if you wouldn't believe in any of it, you could just go there, lay down and listen and would have an effect on it. So um, it's it's an actually very accessible way. And I think that's why coming back to why it helps uh, people with their inner voices, it's a very easy access uh, modality because yeah. there's nothing to be done, nothing to be said. It's just being. Mm, which is what accessing your inner voice is all about. <laughs> And yes. I love that. I love it. It's a way to practice listening, isn't it? Like listening for the music yeah. and that helps us start listening to somewhere else within us, which is where the inner voice is. I love that. Thank you for explaining that. I feel like my experience of sound baths has been that my mind would be really active. And so I love that you mm -hmm. mentioned that 20 minutes thing, because then there's a moment where it does surrender. And then I'm in this yeah. really like deep, 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 place where it feels like all of my limbs like when I uh, come back into mm -hmm. awareness and full consciousness it feels like all of my, my it's like my body is asleep but I'm not and mm -hmm. all of my limbs yeah. are very heavy but I've actually like had a break you know I've had I've been in this meditative state but to get there the mind is rebelling at first until that moment of surrender yeah. and that's totally fine because that even happens to me being a facilitator mm -hmm. knowing all these things if I go to a sound bath with someone else, I could be like, I went to a sound bath uh, in LA and it was like, it was very beautiful because afterwards we played together and he was like a man and he was like playing a lot of masculine energy and I'm playing a lot of feminine energy. And mm. like his whole sound bath, I was like very like up awake in my mind. And then it was like, cause that's his energy, right? Mm. So that's what he wants to channel you up spiral you through the crown chakra and out there you know mm -hmm. and I am going down and then it was very beautiful because we did we played together and like the participants were like whoa this was like so crazy having like those two energies being like connected mm -hmm. so <laughs> it's it's all possible you know that's so cool I love that Okay, Susie, let's change gears a little bit and talk about your business experience and journey. One of the things that I really loved that I feel like it was a really significant moment for you in our work together was the moment when you realized that you're not seeing your business as valid. I'd love to know like what you learned in that moment of awareness and how seeing your business not as valid um, so that doesn't make sense. Seeing your business <laughs> not valid before that moment of where it was brought into your awareness, what your experience, how you approached your business, how that impacted you, and then how it's shifted since then. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so I just re-listened to our session about this um, yesterday <laughs> and um, 
it, I, I get so much out of it every time I listen to it. And I, it's my own reminder because I am the person who never really likes to listen to replays. <laughs> um, um, but it's very valuable for me as well. Um, and yeah, so it was very interesting because I realized that um, in a sense, I think everybody else's like work or time was always more valid or more important than mine and so I think since I've changed that belief or like realized that belief with you as well and then worked on changing it is that I just take my work more serious you know I um realizing that this is a valid real thing that I'm doing and that the the things I do during the day are all parts of of it you know and even if that means that that how to get into alignment if it takes like most of the day and then I only have like but then I have like a focused whatever two hours of working then that's also valid so Mm -hmm. it wasn't wasted time or I didn't work or whatever it's it's a lot of um uh limiting beliefs and like programming that created the not being valid part I I you know I assume yeah so like what you mean is say what some days you might have had less amount of time than others and if it wasn't like a whole day's worth of work then you felt like that really wasn't uh, valid but now you're looking at no matter Mm -hmm. how much time you've got to spend on the business like whether it's two hours of focused time or an entire day that like both of those are equally as valid and um, and therefore, because I think what maybe people don't know, because this is something that we speak about in our work together, but maybe yeah. as a listener, they don't know, like when we put these blocks in the way of receiving in our businesses, and one of the things that we can do is be like, well, I haven't done everything on my to-do list, so I'm not mm-hmm. ready to receive a client yet. And then we sort of energetically send a close for business sign to the universe. And <laughs> yeah. and so the way that I what I heard from Susie as we sort of went through this um, moment with her was that all that time that she did have to spend on her business she because the mind was saying that it's not valid it was kind of doing the same thing where it's like all right well I can't like receive new clients or I can't um, see myself as progressing or I can't open myself up to another opportunity all the things that our mind does to all of us because this business isn't valid and then and that was what shifted for you does that does that sound is that right yes (laughs) I know that (laughs) thank you for reframing that because um I st- like you're you're still always in the midst of it so um yeah as well from my human design point it's just it's sometimes easier for me to see it reflected by someone else mm-hmm. i.e you <laughs> in, in that sense and um yeah so thank you no it, it it makes sense uh I I noticed that I'm still very much struggling with talking about it in a sense of like because I think I haven't found the right words yet for like what this is all about with the being valid Mm. it's also interesting to do with us now and then in the future um to share about how how that maybe if I find my own words for it as well yeah um yeah can can we pause there for a second though because I think that you've just touched on something that's really important and that is 
you know, when we have these moments, these aha moments, right, where it's like, oh, my gosh, that is like something that I'm thinking or something or a way that I'm acting, like yeah. however it's showing up for each person. I think our expectation, because probably because sometimes people have this experience, but I would say most of the time it's not in this way. Our expectation is, and then everything changed and everything mm-hmm. was different and my whole life and my whole experience in my business was different. But that's like, that is really probably 20% of the time or less most of the time we have this moment of awareness and then the the actual work is in the afterwards and this can go on for Mm -hmm. it can go for years where we're catching ourselves noticing oh here I am like again not um, treating my business as valid and so what I would have done in the past if I wasn't aware of that is I would have done X, Y, Z. But now I'm rec- realizing that, oh, this is this is that um, pattern again. And so I'm going to ask, okay, well, if I did see my business as valid, like what would be the, the path forward here? And so I think like that's where you're at right now. You're in the like experience of it, in the practicing of the new pattern that you're integrating into your life. And I just think that that's really special for everybody to know because it's not a quick fix. It is a journey. And I think it's beautiful to have these conversations and checkpoints along the way to be like, Susie, what are you learning? Because it's going to change over time. (laughs) I know. And I'm just being very aware how, like, I really like how we're, we, as you said, shifted gear in, in this interview as well, because when I talk about sound healing, my like energy is so high and people are always like, <laughs> oh my God, you must have like had the amazing life. And and I like, I don't like when you listen to these people's stories where like, it's like this happened and then everything was perfect. There's always that part missing where it's still going on. And, and that is a lot of times left out. And I feel like <clears throat> for me personally, I think it's important to be authentic about it, even though I am as you always say to me, known as the sound healer in certain communities, that also doesn't mean I am like already like somewhere else than anybody else. We all go through the same struggles. We all have these points where I'm like lost for words. And um, when we like, I can be very honest about this. When my, when I knew that the topic of this podcast was supposed to be about this part of the valid being valid in my my mind was like freaking out for a while and I didn't know it's like I'm like how how I'm gonna do this interview with Leticia I've always wanted to like you know be on her podcast because my favorite but still it's real that I feel like sometimes lost for words or how to explain or I'm still feeling I run a program very deeply that is like you're still in it you can't like Mm -hmm. talk about it in a it you know so it, it's like you're like you know the things the mind does you're a fraud yes so, that's what it is that's yes. it's the imposter syndrome it's like who am I to speak on this topic when it's not a perfectly resolved in a bow area of my life and I think that's what's yes. so beautiful here and that's why I want to share like I love sharing all of our stories or all of my client stories because what you're learning like what you learning and are aware of at this point in your business won't be present in the same way ever again. Yeah. And so like, let's capture that moment in time 
it doesn't need to be like a specific thing that you're learning or that you've learned like a specific outcome from the lesson. It's more like your experience and your journey and your focus of what you're learning right here, right now will be beneficial to someone else out there. And that's what I want to share. And then I want to hear how it's going in six months, in a year, in two years, and knowing that it never needs to be resolved. This is like these things are always going to be your patterns that show up. You, like we all have some uh, different patterns that are going to present themselves in different ways throughout the whole business journey. And it's really annoying when you think when, because we've been given this false expectation that once it's sorted, like it's just sorted forever, but it just then shows up in different like shapes and sizes. And then we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is showing up again. And if if we're not aware that that's something to expect and that it's normal and it's happening for everyone, then we think we're doing something wrong. And that's where we're like, okay, well, maybe I just shouldn't be in business. Maybe I shouldn't do this. But it's like, no, this is just that little, it's like that little wound. It's that little wound that's showing up here. It's soft. It needs some attention. And we just need to give a little bit more energy to like redirect the ship. Yes. That's why I like also working with you because you're very authentic with like saying that even in like the, you know, now you, you have the models from like the validated to the business mistress mind and then to the, I don't remember the big name of the council council. Yeah. Um, That even in the council and like, even, and I've seen this with like some people I've met who are very influential and, and, they are still having these new layers. And I know that doesn't sound fun because you're like (laughs) a lot of people always believe like, or or hope that, Oh, like I'm going to quit my nine to five. I'm going to get my own. I'm going to be my own boss be, have my own business entrepreneur. Then everything will be fabulous. Still we're human. Still there's life. Still things are going on. And, um, um, it will get easier and you may have more tools. Um, and I'm a very positive person, but so I'm not signing up for like, Oh God, life is to be suffering, but there's always new challenges because your soul wants to learn. Mm. And if it, if it's over, like, you know, if it's done with the learning, most of the time, then your soul decides to leave. So, Mm. you know, rather learn as much as you are meant to, you know? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I love this so much. So Susie, is there anything like what would like, what does valid mean to you? What does that word actually mean to you? It's interesting. My mind didn't have an answer. So I asked my inner voice and it says being of service. (laughs) Being of service. So, okay, seeing your business as valid actually means seeing your business as of service. Yeah, it's very funny. I feel very spacey right now because I'm like, what? (laughs) My mind wouldn't have anticipated the answer. (laughs) See, this is really important, everybody. (laughs) Our definitions that we get um, from the inner voice are often different to what our mind expects. And that's so beautiful because now, like, as Susie moves forward, (laughs) it's like, yeah, looking at your business through this new lens of validity is about being of service. 
What comes up for you, Susie, as you think about that? And I love that Susie's tuning into it in a voice. <laughs> it's kind of funny. My mind is just blown right now, so I can't really answer <laughs> Something to process. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very interesting because like, it's like, yeah, we, we just went a level deeper. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like <clears throat> I'm trying to, to grasp a few things out of there because mm-hmm. I'm trying now it goes back to like to the moments where I felt like I, my business wasn't valid mm-hmm. which means in that moment it wasn't of service to me or anybody mm. but that's how your mind was seeing your business it was seeing your business as not of service to yourself or anybody else yes yeah and so when you're when you shift that perspective to seeing your business exactly the same way, like the same way mm-hmm. it was yesterday and all the other times that it yeah. showed up, and you see yourself, whoa, this business is of service um, to myself and to people, therefore it's valid, your experience, and it even just energetically is different. You start to like open up to I guess trusting yourself and and where in your direction and where you're going and being open to collaborations and opportunities and and like we've witnessed that in you with all of the different ways you you know with your photos and website and the direction that you're going like that can't happen when we don't see our business as valid or of service and I just feel like that trajectory has been so apparent and maybe it's more apparent for me witnessing you than it is for you in it, which is totally normal. (laughs) Um, But what I hope that people see from this is how seeing the same thing makes things, but in a different way, makes your experience different. Yeah. That reminds me of um, when we had the initial conversation about the business being valid was that like my boyfriend was reflecting to me that, you know, like he was like, he was saying these things always to me. He's like, Oh, we were talking about something in our relationship, how we perceive that. And he was like, Oh, like I felt, I saw it like this. I had these thoughts. That's why my experience of this was like this. And my was like, oh, I had these feelings, I had these thoughts, so my experience was different. So same situation, very different perspective. Yes. Yes. And and that was kind of like the, like that made me realize that in work with like him saying this, but then you kind of digging it out of me, um, realizing that like it's very like – life in general is very much like how you see it through the filters and the programs that your thoughts are running. And so I could like, it's the same thing with here being very hot and I'm like struggling with the heat, but like some other people see it differently. You think like, Oh, it's amazing. It's so hot. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh, it's terrible. It's so hot. Um, you know, it's, it's so interesting. And so seeing it through the lens in business is the same. So constantly be having very negative thoughts about my business and my impact and my being of service makes it look like 
for inside because I'm very critical at, like also in my human design and the jinkies have a lot of melancholy and like it's always <laughs> my fault thing yes mm-hmm. um it's like oh like I'm not being of service to anybody because I'm not doing whatever I'm not <laughs> doing anything or I'm not whatever and then from that's why it's so important from your perspective your perspective of me is totally different mm. your perspective of me and my business and how I show up is so different and so same situation, different perspective. Yeah, and I think that's why when we had that moment of being of service, valid, there's like literally like a ripple effect of energy going through my room, mm. where like it, the energy changed. Yes. and I think that's the thing that a lot of people are not aware of. Like the your thoughts and the energy, like can like switch so much. A lot of people always ask me how I met my boyfriend and how I like change from like different topic but like having 15 years of like terrible dating experiences and then meeting this person and like the only answer I can only give is like I had a talk with a friend of mine who's a coach the night before and like I like decided to change my energy Mm, yes and and that's and that's it. And that sounds very simple, but then so complicated. And then people always ask how you change your energy. Yep. And, but a lot of times it's just a decision mm. that you make. And sometimes it's not as easy, but um, if that energy is in alignment with where you're supposed to go, then that energy will change to what you need. Yes. And I think that's the same what happened when I, realize that my business is valid um to change the energy around it to like shifting it to like it is valid yeah it's like even though we have our inner voices the mind is very strong so we have to like that's why I like working with you because you were the first person who kind of like were able to make me realize what mindset means in the sense of like a lot of the others were like only doing like mind and mindset and they wouldn't incorporate the inner voice or the intuition or the soul in it. And so it it just means that your mind is very powerful and you can, but by changing your thoughts, you can change your reality. Mm-hmm. So, and therefore your energy, you know, so it is a combination of everything and it, because we're, that that false perception of separation you know it's all connected so yes I love this Susie I feel like you've just hit (laughs) the most like important takeaway on the head (laughs) I feel like like this is everything because yeah we can talk through really the lens of the mind about like the differences you've noticed but noticed before and after with like how it looks in your business and how you showed up or whatever but to go inward and to talk about how it feels differently and how that energy is just simply different and how that actually means is the like it is um I don't know means everything is like this is this is the lesson for everybody I like I truly believe that the energy behind our business is is everything like that's where our attention needs to be but it's so difficult to teach because it is uh, a Mm -hmm. felt embodied lived individual subjective experience but when the energy does shift it shifts how we experience the world and how we see it and um and and yeah it could be as simple as I'm this energy was me 
I was generating this energy from a place of things not being valid and then it shifted to generating this energy from a place that things are. And now different journeys, even if on the outside to everybody else looking in, it looks like nothing's even happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so true, right? Yeah, I love that. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Susie. All right, I I know that we um, need to wrap up, so I'm just going to ask you the two last questions. The last is, is there anything that you want to share with how the mistress mind specifically has supported you as you've been growing and building and working on your beautiful business? Um, Yes. So um, it changed my work and life immensely. And that is uh, due to the amazing community that like Letitia like surrounds herself with. So all my fellow mistress mind ladies um were like such a joy to be around and this is my second round doing it and I'm very excited for the longer form that Mm -hmm. Leticia is offering soon um because it it's just very nice to have um like just the group support having it's as we were saying it's surround yourself in the energy of some anybody else around you being also Mm -hmm. a business owner um it's like it's like co-workers you know if you're a solo entrepreneur you always feel very lonely and so all of a sudden you have these like amazing people who also understand your life and the way you work and they you can bounce back ideas and you can like get support or you just like yeah it's just like very magical on that and as I um in my first round it was a lot more personal things that I had to work through. And so this time around, I'm very grateful to be able to do focus more a lot on business. And as we all know, how we do one thing is how we do everything. So it's all connected. So it's not always like, oh, I'm just going to do this business course. and It's all going to be about business. So for me, the first run was a lot about personal things more than it was um, now. And now this time the focus is more on business and um, I'm very grateful for that. And yeah, I love that. It's, it's just like, <laughs> as well for you, um, you know that, but I want to share that as well with your listeners again, is that I just really love that the way Letitia works. I used to work with different business coaches. I am also trained in business. So my mind had a lot of like, why would you need another business person <laughs> in your life? But you do. We need. I have multiple coaches right now for all mm. t- things in my life, and it's very um, valid. And haha, <laughs> <laughs> uh, of service, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's of service for me. <laughs> and um, I love that. I love that too. Your voice is so smart, <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, yes, um, but especially for you is because you kind of like. As we know, I'm a rebellious child <laughs> for like all things. Um, uh, this is how it's supposed to be, and you should follow my lead. So now, then you be this and that. You just found the way to every person's unique heart, how to connect with them, how to find, how to talk to them, how to help them with, how to support them. And um, I love you dearly for it um, without you being. You don't have to be anything. I just love you for you, but um, for being 
an amazing business support and life support. Oh, Susie, thank you so much. I love you too so dearly. And it's just <laughs> like, this is it, my friends. Like, I, I feel like we have in all of the spaces that I'm supporting people in, like, we are a unique breed of people. <laughs> like, everybody yeah. wants to, everybody, like, has an understanding of the importance of both the inner voice and the mind. And they may not know that um, in a deep way when we begin working together, but there is like an energetic match to that. And so to be in a space where everybody there gets it is I think what that's why the community is so important for everyone, because then we go out into the wherever we're all living all over the world and maybe the physical communities we're in, our local communities aren't a reflection of that truth for each of us. So I feel like we just get to really protect that, I guess, perspective of the world we want to live in by surrounding ourselves with these people. And, and, and I think also like, cause we're prioritizing this space together. We're prioritizing coming in yeah. and spending this time together. And it, and it's for a reason it helps us to stay connected to what our truth is of the world around us. And I totally agree with you that um, business and life, they're so connected. And so, yeah, when my clients do have life things coming up and that is the focus of our work, I love that I don't make that a problem, but I see it as actually something that is going to tell you something about your business too. And we just meet you with where you're at because time is an illusion anyway. So any time pressures is just like a big load of, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So thank you, Susie. I love you dearly. And I love our friendship as well. And I'm just so glad that um, I also get to have really beautiful friendships with the people I get to support too, because like you guys are the people I want to hang out with anyway. (laughs) And that's, uh, I think that's really cool. Okay. So before I take away all of your time, final question, what does creating a life (laughs) that is beautiful mean to you? So creating a life that is beautiful means to me uh, to have the freedom uh, to go and be and work wherever, whenever. Mm -hmm. That was one of my big things when I started being an entrepreneur. And so I'm very grateful for the opportunity to do so Mm -hmm. and that I have freedom to roam around wherever. And um, yeah, that's my main thing about it. I love it. And I feel like such a great reminder for everybody listening. Like I feel like everybody can resonate with that definition. And I think we forget that along our business journeys, that this is like why we got started and like you're doing it, you're embodying it and your past self, like my past self would be, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. So let's just, yeah, all remember that together. Yay. Yeah. Okay, Susie, where can everybody connect with you? Um, so everybody can connect with me on mainly Instagram. So you can find me under Susie, S-U-S-I-E dot Emily, also with I-E in the end <laughs> um, on Instagram. Um, we are working on finally releasing my website. <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> um, hopefully soon. So look out on Instagram to get um, notified when my website is on. That will be susie-emily.com. And um, yeah, you can also find me on the Lively Community app, of course. And um, yeah, that's my main ways I'm reaching out. And of course, um, 
yeah, if you want me to come and do a sound bath for you and your communities, or you want to have a sound bath, just um, hit me up on Instagram and you can see where I'm in the world. I'm, I'm planning to do a lot more in-person events now, which are dear to my heart mm. as we're coming out of the mainly online world. I, of course, also offer most of my work online because we can then work from wherever because mm-hmm. the freedom, as we said. <laughs> But yes, uh, I'm also very looking forward to in person at retreats and events. Yes, I can't wait for to collaborate with you on this as well, Susie. Yay. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your journey with us and for having that really beautiful, like deepening into this topic about what actually having a valid business means to you. Thank you, Susie. I love and appreciate you. Thank you. I love and appreciate you too. So there you have it, my beautiful friends. I hope you enjoyed this beautiful conversation with Susie as much as I did. I absolutely adored learning more about sound and how powerful it is to support us with finding and freeing our voices. And that conversation with Susie about mindset and seeing her business as valid was so valuable. I hope that you all took away that it's totally okay to still be in it when it comes to the mindset patterns that you want to shift. That is the case for all of us business owners. Sometimes it will be a, that's it. Now I understand it and I'll never go back. But most of the time it is a constant exploration. And that is such a beautiful thing because the journey itself is what matters, not the destination. And we don't need to have something completely shifted to show up in our business in new and better ways, right? That are, and as when I say better, I mean just in higher service of ourselves and our business. So thank you again, Susie, for coming on and sharing with us so openly and vulnerably. And I want to remind you all, if you have not yet registered for Holistic Business Month, make sure you do that. Susie herself will be delivering a full moon sound ceremony, which I'm so excited for you all to experience after listening to today's episode. And again, we have uh, a number of other coaches and healers delivering workshops for you to support you with your business and the rest of your life so that you can nurture and nourish beautiful you. And I will be delivering eight masterclasses and training to support you as you grow your business. You can sign up at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash Holistic Business Month and we cannot wait to see you there and to get to know more about you and your business. All right, my beautiful friends, take a screenshot of you listening to this episode, tag Susie and I in over on Instagram stories and let us know what did you resonate most with. We'd love to keep up the conversation with you there. All right, everybody, I'll see you in our next episode. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive. Just head over to www.letisharange.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there.